Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs are just for women, and beer is man's best friend. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys, and this week we are reading White Fang by Jack London. Anyone want to start with a beer? This is not my best connection. This is by Finback. It's called Cat Hand. <laughs> because... <laughs> Because cats have paws, and there's a picture of a paw on the uh, label. And you know who else has paws? Is it wolves? This is a double IPA. It is 9% alcohol. Ooh. Ooh. Double IPA dry hopped with Citra, Cashmere, 007, Eldorado, and Nelson. Every time there's Cashmere hops, I fucking think that it's like there's a bit of sweater in it. (laughs) Or they're Indian people fighting. (laughs) I think of that for every... IPA. <laughs> Indian <Yeah>. pale ale. <laughs> it's very nice. Yeah. Different kind of Indians of this book. Different kind. Uh, they're, they're like the Mackenzie Indians or something. Is that what they get called at some point? Oh, I, have no idea. I don't think Mackenzie is an Indian name. That's what they call them at some point because it's like the river that's nearby. Maybe that's they're like Dickensian because they're poor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So White Fang is a famous novel. It's probably, I mean, besides the Call of the Wild is the other really famous Jack London book, which we've done. Um, this is basically that in reverse. <laughs> and 90% right, yeah. of this book, I expected this to become a prequel of Call of the Wild. Like, Me too. Then he was Buck. Like, God damn it, I knew it. But it never <laughs> happened. <laughs> uh, it came out in 1906. Uh, it is like significantly longer than that book. And I'll say right up it's front. It's twice as long. Read Call of the Wild instead. It's better. <laughs> Read Call of the Wild twice, and you will have read this book, but more had more fun. Yeah, read, the second is read it backwards, just because like, <laughs> it's basically how it works. So it takes place in primarily Alaska, I guess it is. Uh, or it's, or most or of it is Alaska, and then it goes to California, unlike Call of the Wild, which starts briefly in California and then goes to Alaska. It, it's, it's like that um, Abe Lincoln and JFK thing. <laughs> You know, like his secretary was Kennedy and his secretary was Lincoln. Yeah. Like he got. And Kennedy was driving in a Ford Lincoln. And Lincoln got shot in the Ford theater. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but that's kind of how this book works. It's like, they're just inverted versions of each other. So, um, the main character, well, first off, like the first quarter of the book, it's not even the main character. I actually thought this very first scene was the most interesting scene of the whole thing. Where yeah, these two guys in the wilderness in Alaska, you know, they're like, and they have their like s- s- sledding. What, what's the fucking word for it? Sledge. I, I did a rotting across Alaska. <laughs> dog sledding? <laughs> and well, dog sledding, exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. So <laughs> I like a did a rotting better, though. I did a rotting. <laughs> that's, I just, you know, I just verbed that. The two guys, and they have like, a, they're trying to carry a corpse in a like pine, pine box. And they got like six sled dogs. And as and things go go bad go badly because one of them he's like feeding the dogs the like fish and he's like for some reason I fed seven dogs instead of six that was weird that's how huh. dumb I am yeah <laughs> I can't count and then it sort of happens again but this time one of the then suddenly there are only five dogs but he's like fed all of them and and what's happening is this wolf pack led by the she-wolf named... What was the dog's... What was the wolf's name so again? Eventually, I can't it was like remember. Kiche or something like that. Yeah. Kiche. 
I like to think it was quiche, like she's named after the pie. <laughs> I also like to think of every time they say She-Wolf of the Shakira song. Oh, God. She's a she-wolf. Her, her, her and, like, Rihanna did that? Uh, no, that one's just Shakira. Is that just her? Okay. Yeah. The wolf, the female wolf, is luring all of the male dogs, male sled dogs, away during the night, and then their pack is devouring them, you know, but they're just, like, luring them away. Well, first, first they're smart enough to, like, go in and grab one of, the, one of the fish, some of the food, while the other dogs are being fed, which is, you know, really clever, and then luring the other dogs away, and then, you know, fifth dog, and then the sixth dog, and then they're all, and then they're dying, and then one of the dudes tries to shoot them, but he only has three bullets, and so they, they kill him and eat him. Yeah, off, kind of off page, like, you, you hear... Uh... His name is Bill. I forgot the other guy's name. Henry. Henry. Okay, so Henry is, hears Bill. He's like, Bill, you only got three bullets. Like, don't worry. I don't miss. And then sure enough, you hear three like, gunshots like right a in a row. dogs. Like, I'm dead. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm extraneous. And then he dies, and yeah. then the dogs are quiet because they're just eating Bill's face. And then I think, are there any dogs left? There are no dogs left, right? And then Henry's like, all right, I'm going to fucking die. Let me go build an like, elaborate fire ring around me to piss off the dogs and maybe not die. And that goes on for a really long time. Too long. Like days of him just but still, tending a fire was, and not sleeping. But still, it was more interesting than most of the rest of the book. I think the book had like fits of entertaining stuff throughout. It, the book was just way the too The book long. would have been infinitely better if it was an audiobook narrated by David Attenborough. There's a lot of like dog psychology on <laughs> the book. Inaccurate dog psychology. A wildly made up thing. I, well, eventually the guy gets found, and you're like, "All right, what's this book about?" Spoiler: Not that guy. He's not at all. <laughs> it's about the she wolf. You think who the she? Then it picks up with the she wolf. Now it's like I just read 45 pages. What was that for? Nothing. Uh, and then the she wolf. <laughs> Is so it's just w- to establish that the she wolf is smart. That yeah, that's it. And then and then there's like one throw in line. Like, she's like almost like a dog because she knew to eat our food. <laughs> she knew to come with the other dogs and get fish. That's a dog, which is kind of one of the themes of the book. Like, what's the difference between a dog and a wolf? I guess if we're going to glorify this book and pretend it has a theme. Yeah. And then uh, and anyway, and then suddenly own, it's like wolf pack. The one-eyed, then the two males are, you know, both want to mate with her, you know, as dogs do. Yeah, I forget what the, is it one eye, and then the other one is like one eye, and then there's the, like, the young leader, and then there's also the strong guy dog. Very quickly, they're all dead except for one eye. One eye kills, they, they both kill the little one, and then one eye takes advantage of it and kills the other guy. And then the lady wolf was like, I'm impressed that you murdered all of our friends. Let's fuck. <laughs> come, come hit this. Then he bangs her. And then uh, off page, very disappointing. But then all yeah. of a sudden, she's like, she's really busy looking for something. One of those something. like really graphic American style, American psycho style scenes where it's like extremely graphic sex scene, but with two dogs. It's like he like fists. He, he, he paws her. He doesn't fist her. <laughs> <laughs> she's pregnant. She has a like a litter of things. Mm-hmm. Wolf cubs. And then, there's again a lot of dog of wolf psychology. Was like, I'm really hungry, but I know I'm not supposed to eat those things. Let me go find some food. And I don't understand what how walls work. You know, I can't go out of these walls. But suddenly, but the other dog can just disappear through that other wall over there. 
Oh, that was what the the White Fang thinks. The yeah. mm-hmm. White White Fang, the main character, who still doesn't have a name and won't for a long ass time. Is and it's called White Fang because he's racist. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. <laughs> so then, uh, One Eye gets killed trying to get food by. He gets killed by an awful gato. He does. Uh, which is Spanish for cat. Even I didn't know that. Does that cat have hands? Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're called paws, guy. So this is an imperial brown ale with vanilla and coffee from McKellar San Diego. That's 10.1% alcohol. And uh, it's, it's quite old, but since it's 10%... Alcohol. I didn't think I needed to rush to drink it, but it's on the bottom. It says, "Ho, bad kitty." Oh no, bad kitty! Because um, a lynx kills one eye, and there are several lynxes, lynxuses, lynxen, lynxorum. I think it's lynx like oxen. <laughs> I don't no idea actually. It's probably just lynx. Lynx is probably p- plural. Yeah, like sheep. So this they're going for, and it's called afogado, but it's really it's like a pun on afogado or whatever that stupid you know avocado. It's avocado flavored beer now. <laughs> uh, but what the heck is that word? You know what I'm trying to say? With a coffee with ice cream poured over. Uh, no, ice cream with coffee poured over it. That, Afo- that sounds delicious. Afogato is how it's spelt. It is a Italian coffee dessert. Yeah, you take a scoop of vanilla, gelato, or ice cream, and you pour hot espresso over it. It's afogato. Afogato. I don't know if I can say it. Is that what it is? is it ice cream and coffee flavored? Well, it's a brown ale with vanilla and coffee. Um, it is. It does have a sweet kind of... You know, it certainly smells like vanilla. I mean, I get, I get that they're going for it. If it has any flavor at all, it's automatically the most interesting brown ale I've ever had. Yeah, I mean, they could have easily called this a, a stout, and no one would have been like, liar. You know, it's a 10 point. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, it's okay. We've had better stouts from McKellar San Diego. In fact, I think of all the McKellars that we have had on the show, McKellar San Diego was my favorite. But, but the most infrequent. Sort of, is it the most infrequent? Yeah, no, probably McKellar Europe, we don't have that much at all. We have a lot of regular McKellars. McKellar San Diego, we don't have that many. Maybe it's because uh, they, they do make some good stuff, but I mean, they not all of it gets over here to New York, and we only buy the, I only buy the ones that I would actually want to drink, and then I try to make an excuse for drinking it on the podcast. That's fair. So it's fine. Um, so then Lynx kills one eye, and then all of the cubs except for White Fang die. Of Nature's of, fucked up. Nature is metal. Nature is quite metal. <laughs> and so um, Mom and, and White Fang hang out, and there's a famine going on. Any famine? No, the, the dogs just call famine anytime they don't get, they're not eating from not being able to find any game, or like the mom can't kill something. So yeah. like anytime they go like a few days without eating, it's like, there's a famine. Well, it's kind of how, I mean, this might be one bit of dog psychology to get right. Like, if anything's longer than like eight minutes, a dog thinks it will never end. Yeah, it's <laughs> like when, when you leave, your dog thinks you're never coming back. That's why they're That's so why excited. It's like, what the fuck? You're back. I thought you were fucking dead. <laughs> I have no concept of death, but I knew you were gone. So they have the same reaction if you leave and go on vacation for a week, or if you leave and you're like, oh, I should have heard my keys, and you go back in. <laughs> the same level of pleasure for the dog like oh fuck yes hot damn <laughs> but and not they, these dogs no these are wolves dude well which kind are of white, dogs <laughs> well white fang and Kiche are sort of like you know running around hunting and stuff and they stumble upon an indian camp of mckenzie indians the most 
Scottish Indians there are. <laughs> <laughs> and then one of them says something, and then Kiche just like sits down, you know, or just like lies down. And then it's explained to you right then that Kiche is, in fact, half dog, half wolf, and had run away about a year ago and now has come back with a puppy who is now that now one quarter dog. <laughs> sewed her she well had the oats sewn in her. Oh, yeah. She fetched a bone, all right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and now, but she's obedient because, you know, because she recognizes her, you know, old master, also known as a god. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. The her, men are gods. Yeah, yeah. Her uh-huh, master's name, gods. speaking of fetching a bone, her master's name is Gray Beaver. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so is he into MILFs? Is that like how he earned his name? <laughs> Though there wasn't his friend named Salmon Tongue. I don't know about that. Yeah, they had some fucking dumb names. <laughs> like, it sounds know. like a white guy's version of Indian names totally. in the early 1900s. Gray Beaver and Definitely. Salmon Tongue. Mm-hmm. Runs with dog. <laughs> like <they all> had, <laughs> but then occasionally they have just random phonemes that you're supposed to imagine are a Native American word. Like Kiche. Yeah. You know, Which is sure. short for keychain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how you get into his wigwam. He'll lock it up. He names the dog White Fang because it keeps growling at him. And he's got very white teeth because he's been to a regular dentist checkups. Because Kiche <laughs> is a very attentive mother. Uh, and then he has to like smack the shit out of White Fang a lot. There's like, every... rampant animal abuse there in this is book. So or back much. in this time, it's just called having a pet. <laughs> called being a good owner. <laughs> and White Fang gets bullied by another puppy there who's slightly older. And, you know, it's a saga Based of him on his name, up and getting bullied. Way dumber. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, what was his name? I forgot. Lip Lip. Lip. <laughs> it's the only dog that has a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> but eventually, White Fang learns to take care of himself by fighting. And he learns that you never bark. You just bite them on the neck when they're not looking. So he learns to shush. <laughs> <laughs> This is Shush by Frost Beer Works from Hins- Heinesburg. Hinsburg? Heinesburg, I want to guess. I want to pretend. Hinesburg, Vermont. <laughs> and this is an IPA, and it is 6% alcohol. It's not bitter. It's not sweet either. It's kind of... I can never... This fucking flavor is confusing. But it's kind of a... It's a little, it's a little tiny bit malty, actually, surprisingly. For an IPA, uh, or maybe it's just an, uh, some kind of hop that tastes kind of malty, but it's it's not bad. It's okay. It's you know what else is surprising? That These beers are brought this? to us by our patrons. <laughs> yeah, that people paid us money for this shit. That's what's surprising for our labor. <laughs> <laughs> if you like the podcast and are looking to support it, you can go to Patreon.com/slash Drunk Guys Book Club and buy us a beer. And if you do, wildly amazing rewards. <laughs> Things you can really sink your fangs into. Things like voting in our monthly book poll, getting shouted out on our book pod, on our podcast, uh, getting access to our episodes a full two weeks earlier than the randos that listen to it for free, and most importantly, exclusive Patreon-only content. You know, almost twice as much drunk as book club in your life. At least 1.5 times as much. So what are you waiting for? What they're waiting for is to be raised by a group of Indians in Alaska and to become a wolf dog, and to experience, 
you know, missing the wild, but also liking free meat. So White Fang spends a long time living with these this tribe with Grey Beaver and his son uh, Mitz, Mitzvah or something like that is his name. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. It doesn't matter. He's like the only, he's the Jewish Native American. Like, this is my son Mitzvah. Like, <laughs> it's something like, I think it's Mitzvah, but it's pretty close. And, it's Matzah. And <laughs> they, they hang out for a while and he's become, he learns, as Nate said, like the humans, uh, White Fang thinks are gods. That they are the gods because they could they could beat the shit out of him. That, that's how, that's how nature understands humans. Which we should get to that later. Actually, they have they're the gods, and you have to learn their laws or you get punished. And he eventually listens to to Gray Beaver. He saves Mitzvah for some shithead kids at some point, and then he well, becomes like this he, exalted he occasionally dog. bites people, and the other natives are like hey your fucking dog bit us like well, were you were you being an asshole and he's like i don't care and he's like well you're being an asshole because apparently gray beaver is also an asshole he does not care if his dog <laughs> bites kids uh so then the other kids beat up the other kid mitzvah and white, mitzvah, fang, but, white fang like white fang stuck. saves him he performs a mitzvah <laughs> and then they bathe in the mikvah yeah and then they're like good dog and he's like I am, I am a man. No, not really. But I'm a dog. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes to a camp to sell gloves. Yeah, this goes on for a long ass time. And all the while, Lip Lip is still mean to him. He's still mean to until White Fang rips out his White. neck and lets him bleed out. That's later, but he does it eventually. And then Mick, uh, they sell the mom. They sell. They get rid of her. No, someone t- someone steals her. An- another guy who uh, Grey Beaver owed money. Uh, just takes her in a canoe and like goes away. I don't think. I think he just took it in kind. You know, he's like, well, they go after her and they can't find him. I thought. I think I don't know. I think Grey Beaver is also kind of like the outcast dick, <laughs> who like owes people money and is like has the mean dog that bites kids and he's like fuck off and everyone's like I hate that fucking guy. Except <laughs> he's okay, fucking when grandmothers. The, <laughs> when the native, when the Indian tribe, because they're described in the book, the Indian tribe moves on. White Fang tries to like stay behind because he's rough it because he's smart enough to know that I guess to know what the humans are going to do. But anyway, he tries to, but then he doesn't get away. But then he ends. But uh, Gray Beaver comes back for him, I guess. But no, then he, he no, he tracks them down over like a oh, million okay. miles. He's like, I really miss all that free food. He's alone for like <laughs> as dogs would minutes. do. And he's like, this sucks. <laughs> I gotta go back to the gods. <laughs> Hunting myself. Oh god, Gray Beaver. He's like actually has plenty of money because he's really good at trading and stuff. But then there's this white guy that recognizes that uh, White Fang is going to be really awesome. He's good. He makes a. He goes to. He goes to like a Yukon trading post, and this is during the Klondike rush. And he's selling shit to the white people, and he makes like a thousand percent profit because they're so desperate for equipment. And he's selling, you know, like buckskin gloves or something. And so he makes a shit ton of money. He's in the hand jobs business. <laughs> uh, his, he's also known in some circles as calloused hand. <laughs> and then he meets the ugliest piece of shit in the world. Who's basically like is the hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah. His name is Beauty, which is really He funny. looks like that guy, like the mutant guy in 300, who isn't oh, strong wow, enough to yeah. lift the shield. Like, he's that guy, but with more clothes on, because it's cold there and not hot. I forgot that guy's name. It's like, 
an unpronounceable collection of E's, U's, E's, H's, and T's. (laughs) (laughs) So, Beauty, this is named Beauty Smith, decides that I know. So, anyway, wants to buy White Fang, but of Grey Beaver is not selling. Because he's like, no, I've got plenty of money, and this dog is awesome, so I'm keeping him. But Grey Beaver has the brilliant plan, brilliantly racist plan. Beauty, Beauty, sorry. Beauty has the brilliantly racist plan to give the Indian a bunch of fire water. (laughs) And then he gets so drunk and he loses all his money and then he has to sell White Fang and it works. For a bottle of whiskey. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he comes up with this this plan because Beauty sees that White Fang is now running basically a dog gang in the camp. And whenever a new steamship comes on, they kill a dog on the boat and like white fang will bait it and then lure it out and the other dogs will kill it. And white fang never gets in trouble, but all the other dogs do. So he sees that white fang is smart and good at killing dogs. So he gets, not only does he get a uh, uh, gray beaver drunk, he gets gray beaver to spend all the money he earned. <laughs> like he's, he, he leaves the camp with nothing on whiskey and, and oof man, that must've been rough. And then yeah. he eventually, sells the dog to beauty for another bottle of whiskey, presumably. And white Fang tries to run away a bunch of times and gray beard, gray beaver is honorable and returns it probably cause he's hoping to get more whiskey. <laughs> and then beauty starts, he turns into the Michael Vick of this book and he just has <laughs> a dog fighting ring. And white Fang is the greatest dog fighter that's ever lived. Like they're it's they get bored having him fight dogs, so they're like, let's have him fight two dogs, or let's have him fight a lynx. <laughs> it's reminding me of Gladiator. Yeah, which, uh, totally. He's a uh, fitness freak. <laughs> <laughs> this is Fitness Freak by Hoofhearted Brook uh, <laughs> Brewing. Oh, good lord! I forgot about this. It's an imperial stout with coffee, vanilla, and maple syrup. Oh man, fourteen percent. God damn it! want that mm. oh my god it's so good <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck me oh all right this is I'm glad i'm glad this is my last beer of the day the afternoon is young jimmy uh, I'm, well I, this is literally the last one i have and i won't be able to stand up after this one Whew, it's it's a little um it's kind of got that like bitter malt aftertaste flavor that stouts sometimes get I'm not getting really much coffee. Maybe it's slight coffee, but that's just, I think the coffee flavor is just because of it's stout. They didn't actually add coffee. I think it's just kind of a default. Maple syrup? Eh, I don't know. Vanilla? Maybe. <laughs> it just takes like, you know, like every strong, heavy stout has this flavor profile. And this is theirs. And it's good. And it is strong. Ooh, good Lord. Oh, I can feel it already. <laughs> <laughs> I can, it's as strong as White Fang is at tearing out dogs' necks until he meets. I was going to say it's, it's like dumbest. Gray Beard and that fire water. Yes, it is. Except if I had, I would sell a dog for this. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> so White Fang kills just dozens of dogs until he finds his arch nemesis, a big dumb bulldog who's too stupid to <laughs> die. <laughs> And Cherokee. who was basically, you know, bulldogs didn't exist in this part of the world because there was no reason for them. They weren't sled dogs. They weren't dog fighting dogs like this. Bulldogs exist 
they're called that because they were used to fight bulls. The bulldogs we see these days are not what bulldogs used to be. They used to be quite different. But basically, they were built to latch onto a bull's nose and just their jaws actually lock. So once they are bit, once they bite down, they cannot let they they can choose to not let go, and you cannot undo it. It won't happen. Their jaws lock in place, and those big ass cheeks are so that when they're latched onto something, the blood pours down and outwards outside of the mouth so they do not drown in the blood of the bull. And they don't have necks. Their body is just one long head attached to a body. (laughs) They don't have necks because the bull would fling its head around back and forth and break a dog's neck. So they bred these big, thick, stupid locking dogs to fight them. And all they do is that. And that is what White Fang is fighting. So his usual method of go in, bite real quick, and get away doesn't work because this dog is just like, I like to bite things. <laughs> and it, it finally gets a bite on White Fang, and it will not let go and cannot let go. And White Fang is like, I don't get it. This dog is too fucking stupid. I'm losing. There's a saying among uh, sword fighters or warriors in old times, like, if you're the greatest sword fighter, you should not be afraid of the second greatest sword fighter. You should be afraid of someone who doesn't know anything. Because they're not going to do things that you can defend against because you don't know what they're going to do because they don't know what they're doing. So Mm. White Fang is just like, I don't know what the fuck to do about this. This fucking fat douchebag is latched onto me, (laughs) not even in an important place. He's not like on his neck. He's just like latched onto his chest and he won't let go and I can't bite him and I don't like it. And then when he's just about to bleed out, two radical animal rights activists (laughs) show up And break up the fight. And they're like, stop. We're here from PETA. Fur is murder. Just kidding. They're just like, there. This beer's called People Power 2020. And it's by Finback. Because there are whales by Alaska. Uh, It is a double (laughs) India pale ale that is dry hopped with Azaka, Amarillo, 007, and Sultana. Brewed in support of the ACLU. And it is 8.5% alcohol. This is a thing a lot of breweries make. I feel like you've had this beer before. I feel like uh, we had it last week or a few, a few <laughs> uh, no, two weeks, two or three weeks ago. I two had weeks People ago, yeah. Power by Evil Twin. This is People Power by oh, Finback. Is it? it absolutely is. Here's the can. Cox oh, beer. okay. And uh, different breweries. I forgot who started this project. It was Threes Brewing, I want to say, but I could be making that up, where they would all make a beer called People Power and they'd give some of the proceeds or all the proceeds or whatever they decide, I guess, to the ACLU. And this is not the first year of this. I know Finbeck has done it in the past. I think that's why they call us People Power 2020. I don't know if it's the same beer as then. And if you saved an IPA for a year to compare, it's just going to be total dog shit. So don't do that. This is a wonderful, wonderful IPA. It has a hint of that onion-y kind of hop flavor, but mm, balanced like a meatloaf. We've had these before. It's not making that up. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I believe you. I don't remember at all. We've had literally at this point eleven hundred beers. We don't have a problem. <laughs> it's over Definitely three not. years, four years. Oh, we're in season four, bro. Fuck me. Uh, yeah, it's a great beer, uh, and it supports a cause that I honestly don't know enough about to care either way. Uh, I just bought it because of the beer. How does it compare to the other people power? You well, I have recently? to cast my memory back, but they're very different. I mean, they they were so the the one that we had for Evil Twin was on our episode about. Uh, Starship Troopers and that the big thing that stands out in my memory about that is it used Sabro hops so it has a very strong melon flavor whereas this does not use those as you know different totally different malt uh, excuse me totally different hop bill 
So it is, a, you know, since that's the, the main ingredient essentially of a IPA, they're very different beers. They're both excellent. It's kind of hard to say one's better than the other, though. So in a in a fight between the two, a dog fight between the two, which 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 beer would you like more? Ooh, oof, straight out you dog know, fight. Late these days, because you don't see Sabro in too many beers, I'm really digging that because it's very very memorable. Mm. It's kind of like the way it's I felt about. Apart. Yeah, it's like the way I felt about Galaxy Hops probably a year and a half ago. Like Galaxy Hops was was the new hip thing, maybe mm. two years ago. Where you'd see a beer with that, and you're like, "Oh, that's like that cool flavor." And now a lot of people make Galaxy beer, uh, you know. Or you don't, it's not even the exclusive hop anymore. So Sabro is like the new thing that I'm really digging. So I guess that has an edge, but they're both actually really quite good. Though overall, honestly, and I'll take this all back, Evil Twin, if you'll sponsor us. I tend to prefer Finback's IPAs to Evil Twin's IPAs, but in this case, Evil Twin wins it out for me. It's perfectly fair. So these two fucking granola bastards show up, and they're like, "Hey, stop having fun, and they stop that <laughs> dog fight." Sir, are you on the are you on the Philadelphia Eagles? No. <laughs> what, Michael Vick? Oh wow, <laughs> I did not know what team he was on. I think he was. I think he was actually on the Eagles after he got let out of jail for dog fighting. I don't know who he was on before that. So the Eagles are definitely pro dog fighting. I think the Eagles might be the team he was on. Because I remember that joke. People were like, dude, he, the thing that people got mad at Michael Vick for was for killing the dogs. Like, that was, I mean, they were also mad at the dog fighting, but that he killed the dogs that were losers. And they're like, but dude, you played for the Eagles. Like, he played for <laughs> a shitty team. Uh, I think he also played for the, Fal- oh, he probably played with the Falcons. That's the team he lost with a lot. Yeah. He's on okay. the Falcons. So, yeah, for he was seven on the years. Falcons, and then he got busted for dog fighting, and then he joined the Eagles. And then he wrote Hotel California. Oh, I was like, was that guy's name Michael Vick? I was like waiting for you guys to make an Eagles joke, and then you didn't, I mean, so I had to do the it. The football team is only the second worst thing named the Eagles. Dude, you just, you're just <laughs> wrong about the Eagles, man. But the point is that these dogfighters were taking desper- it to the limit one more time. <laughs> Some kind of desperado. So Whedon Scott comes by. He's like, hey, I'm the new kid in town. What's going on with these dogs? That's a fucking Eagles song. And... <laughs> They're like, uh, dude, just chill the fuck out. And he's like, no, you ugly piece of shit. And he punches Beauty in the head like a bunch of times. And it probably hurt his hand because Beauty's head was like mostly bone that was deformed. Mostly like a rhino shards. horn coming out of it. <laughs> and then he, he's like, I'm going to buy that dog. And I'm going to give you the equivalent of $2 million because it's 1890. And it's like 150 That's a lot of money. It's a, yeah, exactly. It's $150. And the guy's like, that dog ain't for sale. I was like, that, that's a lot of money in those days. I mean, it's not exactly $2 million, but you could buy property with it still. <laughs> and so then he threatens Beauty. He's like, no, I'm going to buy this dog, and you're going to take it. So he rape buys it, and then <laughs> he's like, now I'm going to be the best owner. And then it begins the, well, actually, the section with the, the section of the book with the, uh, with with gray beaver was called like the gods or something like that and then the section with the white people is called like the greater gods or something oh yeah there were some lines in there was like he could tell that these people were even better and greater than the old gods so much more advanced and dominant over these other gods they were more powerful gods he could tell like these were the gods of these other gods (laughs) if i want to be like a little give him a little slack i think the point i think the point i think the point that he was trying to make like from the stupid dog's perspective is gray beer gray beaver had power over him 
And so he's like a god. But then clearly the white guys have power over Grey Beaver. So they must be an even more powerful thing. Yeah. And since he's calling him god, I mean, it, is, it does not look no, good. No, I don't think Jack, I don't think Jack not, London not is like... Quite openly. dated. He's, he's, I don't think he's like openly like natives are subhuman. He's not Winston Churchill. But uh, <laughs> he's not a statesman. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> I don't know anything about Jack London's biography. So he did go to Alaska. Jack London did oh, when I do he was young. <laughs> he went to Alaska, tried to find gold, did did the whole Klondike thing, but not for very long. And then became a newspaper. He then got to start as a writer, as a newspaper reporter. In, probably in, in California, but writing, and then he started writing novels about this stuff. And he was incredibly successful as a writer between Call of the Wild and White Fang and a couple other famous ones that I could not name because these are definitely more famous. Well, we did a, uh, a short story. This, this was very like popular. very much like the theme of, of all his books. Or that is Survival of the Fittest was the theme and of good doggy. all these books. And good dogs, and what a good dog! Uh, in in White Fang, back to White Fang. He um, now he's owned by the white guys, who are like really nice to him and like pet him and stuff. And he doesn't have to go and just like kill things all the time. And he kind of likes it. And then when the really nice white guy leaves, White Fang is so sad that he comes back, gets White Fang, and brings him to California because you know. Even though at first they thought, like, what what would a mostly wolf dog who's only lived in Alaska do in California? I was like, well, whatever, I'm bringing him anyway. Well, White Fang so he actually, does. he, 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 uh, at first that guy goes away for a few days and then White Fang won't eat because the love master is away. <laughs> and that's what he the calls this guy. I was hoping there'd be a line we could take out of context that would be really weird. Like, and then the love master gave it to him hard, but there really weren't. Then any. he loved him in a the style of a dog. <laughs> <laughs> so then he, the love master goes away, and he leaves him with the the dog musher or something like that's what the other guy's called. Honestly, that sounds just as sexual. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, think uh, his, his, I couldn't tell. I honestly, at this point, wasn't reading super closely, but the other guy. Was it his, was it his son? No, it was just like it was like his manservant who did his bidding. His Whedon Scott's really expensive, uh, wealthy. But uh, so he tries to leave. But then White Fang, they lock him in the cabin. And they're like, be good, be a good boy. And then he breaks through the window and somehow knows to go to the the steamship. He can smell and real like, good. Golly shucks! I guess we have to keep him. And then they go to California, and you're like, is this fucking over yet? And it's not. <laughs> It's no, not. <laughs> he's got to join the family, and he's got to get the new dog. And there's show a guy named like, Judge, and I was almost certain, dude. I was certain that was the judge, <laughs> and I was like, that, he was Buck. I knew it because that's <laughs> the guy who owned Buck was a judge, it's a different judge in a different, you know, forest side estate in San Francisco. I was like, how many? Does he just have like two characters? There's like San Francisco Judge guy and Alaska <laughs> and a guy. dog. That's it, and dog. <laughs> But he gets to that other place and there's like, here's a bunch of nice dogs. You can't kill these dogs and you can't kill the chickens. And there's another dog there, another dog there called Dick. And they're like, oh, they're going to fight. It's like, the other guy's like, well, you'll have a dead dick in a minute. And I was like, oh, that's a long time. (laughs) (laughs) And the love master's like, I'll show you what to do with a dead dick. (laughs) Push it in with your thumbs. (laughs) And and it's, it just, it just, 
there's chapters of this shit. Like, what is it's what a is lot. happening? And then he's like, "Okay, I'm not going to eat the the good animals, Chickens. but I'm going to eat all the the rabbits and all of the people that are bad I can find." And an escaped convict comes out, and he's going to shoot the judge because the judge put him in jail, unknowing the prosecutor was, you know, withholding evidence. And he's going to break in, but luckily. White Fang knows not to bark. He just bites. And he kills the guy in their house. And they're like, oh, he was innocent, but Rips whatever. Throw it out. <laughs> and he gets in the process. The guy stomps on him. And shoots him and this three is a, times. And shoots him three This is a three, a five-year-old dog. He is like five years old close for, to for death. A, five years old for a dog of that kind is probably middle-aged. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's a middle-aged dog that gets the shit kicked out of him and shot three times. But and luckily, then, he can just lick the bullet wounds clean, and he lives. And the doctor's like, this is his medical Get opinion. The He's like, I give him a 1,000 to 1 odds. And they're like, we need you to just say that. Just throw this dog away. <laughs> I mean 10,000 to 1 odds. I'm not even going to take out my doctor bag. Like, that's a dead animal. And then they're like, all right, we have to go to the better doctor. No offense. And he's like, that's all right. And then White Fang just sucks in deep and mostly do shits the bullets out. And just gets better. And they're like, wow, I'd fuck that dog. And he's like, yeah, you would. <laughs> and that's the end of the Which book. Which style would you use? <laughs> Funny the dog likes on, t- on top. It's weird. So, yeah, then it ends. It's like, oh, thank God. They, they save him and they make him a nice dog after being a douchebag the whole book. And then he becomes a good dog. He's like rehabilitated. Yeah. He's no longer biting children and eating every chicken. At one point, the guy's like, he bites through to the bone on the uh, the chicken handler because he's like, don't eat my chickens. And then the owner's like, hmm, I'll have to teach that dog. This dog Good luck with the is, arm. is three quarters wolf. So this dog is it's fucking huge. Not big I'll as a mastiff. A wolf. I don't but, know what those dimensions of a wolf. Not as big as the biggest dogs, but if you saw a wolf, it would be a pretty big dog. Like They're not twilight wolf big. <laughs> but a, a, a wolf can be boss. fucking enormous, <laughs> and it could it could kill you without thought. It'd just be like it'd be effortless for them. Looking up dogs, so yeah, they're they're they're, dogs. they're large dogs. <laughs> it's a very large dog. Well, they say he's ninety pounds of muscle, and dog ninety cock. pounds is actually quite small for a wolf, but it's big for a dog. Well, because it, he, yeah. he's ninety pounds, and there's like no fat on that dog, you know? Yeah, it's just bone and, and meat. To, to fucking just wreck you. There are a lot of there's a lot of stuff in this book that really doesn't does not hold up or doesn't matter or, or doesn't matter. But like, even even beyond the parts that don't matter, it's kind of like I mean the message of the book or like the main theme is that the survival of the fittest. You know, first it's like the 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 mother wolf, the she wolf was you know smarter than everybody. Every you know smart the smartest one. And then so all the males had to like fight each other to be figure out who was the strongest and that's who could mate with the female. And then White Fang is like the, he's like, you know, the best and like the best fighter, except that, except for the humans, which are, you know, even stronger and they're gods. And then the white men are, you know, stronger than the Indians. And it's just survival of the fittest. Jack London was a, Vocal supporter of eugenics. I do know that. Well, so. everyone was back then. Who, well, who was white? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we would say also, you know, we're going to dive too deep, way deeper than Jacqueline anticipated, but maybe it's survival of the fittest. 
until you get a rich person to take care of you. Then you'll be fine no matter what. Indeed. <laughs> that's, the, that's how dumb hot women survive. <laughs> that's, how, <laughs> that's how dumb everyone survives. Another really dated part of the book is just that, like, there's so much, like, violent, not only violence against animals, but just, like, dog fighting and, like, and White Fang is, like, fighting everybody, like, all the other dogs. And, and you know what? I'm not, like, a dog expert or anything, but dogs are really friendly with each other. They, like, you know, they might fight yeah. a little bit to establish some dominance, but then it's, like, then they're just fucking playing all the time, and they love it. I, I, am, a, I am a very big dog person and the way dog fights because you were bitten by a radioactive dog yeah that's why I, that's why my uh my balls hang out all the time i just cut <laughs> holes in the taint of all my pants but dog fights I've seen it. it's true exist well yeah i mean it's got to ventilate <laughs> they dog fights happen because the dogs they choose are generally pit bulls which is why pit bulls get a bad reputation still as like you know, evil, mean dogs, which they're, they're just dogs. But uh, what a pit bull does, the breed is fiercely loyal to its masters. Like, and there are pictures, you can look these up, of pit bulls in like the early 1900s. They were babysitter dogs. So there'll be pictures of like a rich kid in like a fancy foo-foo dress with its nanny, which was a fucking pit bull. You mean like in Peter Pan? Peter Pan? Pan? Well, that yeah. was real. <laughs> no, dude, that's a fucking real thing. You can you can look these things up. It's hilarious. Little kids, like toddlers, in like fancy outfits with a pit bull, and that pit bull is their guardian. The pit bull will defend that child until it dies. So pit bulls are a breed that are very, very loyal, more so than other dogs. They will do whatever the thing uh, do whatever their master tells them to. And so they use them for dog fights because they are big and strong and will do anything. If it learns what you want it to do is fight another dog to the death, it will do that until it dies because it believes that is what you want it to do and that is it has to earn your love because it is just it just all it wants you to do is love it and it's fucking horrific and depressing. And have you seen videos of actual dog fights like no, ever? No. I have and it is fucking brutal and upsetting like watching two dogs like smash their mouths into each other hearing their teeth like clash and like click against each other as they try to eat each other alive it's fucking brutal and dog fighting is still a huge huge thing in america it's illegal it's it's illegal but it is everywhere and it is you know it's not Mm. unenforced they you know if they catch people they will go for them they will get them but in like rural America, it is still widespread. It's huge. And thousands of dogs are die doing this. And they breed them for this. And that's why there are so many fucking pit bulls in adoption centers. is because they were bred for dog fighting and then abandoned. Either because they got busted or like that dog wasn't any good. So they just you know, threw it on the street. But they're also illegal as pets in many places. Pit bulls. Yeah, pit bulls specifically. Because... They are seen as dog fighting dogs, right? So a friend of mine has a pit bull, or it's a rescue. So I mean, it looks like a pit bull. It's probably some sort of who knows. But yeah, they're all you know. Like, what they, what they end knows? up doing the rescue rescue places put they put like they don't they put officially it's a mixed breed, you know, parts unknown. That way, you know, it doesn't have the uh, baggage of being called a pit bull. Yeah, it's still a huge problem. Back then, it was just called being an awesome dude to have a dog fight. 
And also in like 2009, <laughs> you could yeah. do that if you were in the NFL. And you could still be a quarterback. And people were like, oh, it's fine. He, he served his time. Many people were defending Michael Vick in, uh, in whatever it was, 2008, 2009. I can't remember. I, I'm a believer in Saying like, it's a cultural you, thing. If you serve your time, you know, you should have a second chance. A second chance, sure. A second chance at being a millionaire? Millionaire? No, fuck you. Yeah, I don't fucking give a shit about football. I think it's dumb. It is dumb. But, sorry. But he killed a lot of dogs. Most people. He killed a lot of dogs. And, like, electric... Like, why kill them? Why not just... I don't know. Oh, he didn't have the money to take care of them or give them away. <laughs> just kidding. He did. Apparently, they drowned them. <laughs> you know? Like, well, yeah. Know. And it's also, like, the hardest way to kill a pit bull. They are strong. I guess if they're bleeding out from a dog fight, it's probably easier to drown them. But, you know... Oh, well... Poor Michael Vick. He's probably doing fine these days. Aside from being a, uh, aside from being a piece of shit, this book was largely useless. Yeah, I say that as someone who really likes dogs, and I liked Call of the Wild. I did. Call it the Wild wasn't was incredible, solid. but it was good. But this was. He was a good kind of boring. It was t- it was twice as long as it needed to be. Easily, it had like six endings. I feel like it could have kept the, it could have kept all the endings, but it like each ending was too long. I think it would have been a lot better with an editor who's like, you know, this would be perfect as a choose your own adventure novel, <laughs> and you could just pick one of those endings, and then you're done. You don't have to read all of them. You're like, should yeah. Buck go with Grey Beaver or Beauty or Whedon? And then you're like, oh, cool. But all of those things, you're like, where is this book going? Answer to sit on somebody's lap. But there was, it's it, not it was called just, a lot prequel though. I was really hoping it would it'd be like a circle, you know, like the, the books just loop infinitely. Well, he did say that Buck, you know, had never been to the wild, so. Maybe Buck is his kid. Maybe this is like a Stephen King thing, like they're all in the same universe. And Well, Buck, the universe is a normal human universe. Alaska. <laughs> so it's, just, yeah. <laughs> That's, it's very, very easy that these two could be in the same universe, which is just a normal thing. I'd like to think that Buck, no, that White Fang... One he he sires Buck, and then when Buck is in the wilderness, he he sires the she wolf. Like it just <laughs> it's a circle. It goes on forever. Oh man, he's his own grandpa. Yes, yeah, like that. <laughs> like the, was that the Stupids? That movie were they? That's it's an old it's an old uh, it's an old song, and the Stupids put it in that movie. What a terrible film that was! It's a great film, but it's a fun. It's a really funny song. I am my own grandpa. It's really good. Yeah. But Buck is his own grandpa, or White Fang is his own grandpa. They're both their own grandpa. Both, yeah. Because it's because then he goes on to do it again. Oh man, they're both their own and each other's grandpa. The goodest boys, <laughs> so good. <laughs> yes, they get are. all the treats. <laughs> this is this. This is like considered like you know like the companion to that book. Would you say it's this other book's best friend? Like you, that's what <laughs> critics and people seem to say. Maybe Jack London himself. I think uh, Call of the Wild should have been in its one-man wolf pack. Like, it didn't need anyone else with any other books, because this is far shittier, far shittier than uh, than that one. And I would suggest you don't read it. Yeah, don't. There's just no reason. It's Just read Call of the Wild. If you, if you really want a good dog book, Call of the Wild. If you want to read a bad... It's not, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's well-written. It's not dumb. I mean, it's, mm. it's just there's so much that doesn't matter and so much that, it, I don't know. It's different between, like, bad and just kind of, like, why. Like, he didn't do a bad job at it. It's 
well-written, you know, prose or whatever. It's not crazy advanced, but it's not like stupid. But just mostly not a lot happens. And I mean, he tried to do first person's perspective from a dog. Yeah. Or from a mostly wolf dog. But how do you do that? I think if you want to make it sound like a dog, a dog's inner monologue, you just got to take the spaces out between the words and just put, <laughs> oh boy, at the start of every <laughs> sentence. Like, oh boy. And now we're going to go over here and go into that cabin. Oh boy. <laughs> like, that's like the punctuation mark is, oh boy. And then it would sound an awful lot like a dog. And worry about that dog's neck. Oh boy. Oh boy, it's really red. Oh boy, I can't even see color. That's crazy. I oh love boy. the taste of blood. <laughs> I'm going to get so many treats. Someone's going to rub my belly. <laughs> <laughs> no one rubs his belly. No one rubs his belly until the nice people finally take him and he learns how love can be. That's why they call him the love master. He doesn't, he just, you know, before it was just that everybody hurts. But now only sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> It's really strange. Yeah, I don't know. So mm-hmm. why do you think this is still a thing? Like, why do people still give a fuck because about this Because a book? lot of editions they publish of Call of the Wild, this is included. It's like a two-for-one book. That's it. The ebook I read had both, actually. Yeah, me too. I got it from the library. And it's, they're published as like, these are both of Jack London's books. Forgot the other books. Uh, the other like 100 things he wrote? About dogs? I don't even know a what lot. the other stuff is. He wrote a, He just wrote a lot of adventure stories, a lot of like, you know, you know, sea stories, and these are the two that matter. Rugged men doing man things. You know, Those kind of fish. Not stuff. in a gay way. No, probably not. I mean, he was pretty very genesis. <laughs> I don't know if he would have felt how he felt about the homos. You know, like oh, it's gay. <laughs> Yuck. S- sodomites are inferior. Just feel it on their skulls. <laughs> like I don't know how he would have really felt, but whatever. He's been dead a long time. What can he do about it? I, 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 I mean, actually, I don't think Call of the Wild is that amazing that we should still read it today either. It's just better than this. Yeah. It's, it's less, less bad. dated than this book. Even with the dating stuff. Purely the stuff by just, chance. The stuff that wasn't dated was just kind of like boring. Yeah, totally. I guess maybe it, it started or, you know, the whole like animal. Well, part of it, one thing that made it famous in its time was there was this thing like there are people who were really critical of books about um nature and making it seem like overly sentimental we're making it seem overly human-like and he was i guess trying to use whatever available you know information he had to make it seem more realistic but there was a big bit of controversy in the time at the time it came out about natural versus like bullshit unnatural mm-hmm. Uh, na- nature pers- uh, representations of nature. Like he wrote an essay about it, which is included in the book I have, but I refuse to read it. <laughs> about what was called the nature fakers, which were which is a, like a real thing. There was this uh, this argument against and writers and thinkers about should you represent nature the way it really is, or in a sort of sentimental, oh, let's tell a fun story and the animals are cool way. And people, you know, got all grumpy and shitty about this. And even, like, Theodore Roosevelt was like, God damn it, don't do that. Make it real, fucker, so I could shoot it. You know, I don't know what he said. But that's that's what he wanted to do. Oh, that's totally, yeah. I'm going to make a great rug out of that thing. So people were pissy <laughs> that people were showing that nature's fucked up. 
when they want to well, have like sure. this, the, but anthropomorphized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I think actually the people who were complaining most were the ones who were like, "No, you're making that too human like okay. you need to make it more." And I, I looking on it now, like, I feel like he kind of did both in this book. You know, like there is savagery like fighting the lynx and starving every fucking the wolf dies in the first 20 the pages. Yeah. And then um when the when the she wolf is in is that word an estus when she's like estrus estrus that's the word right I think she so. she's uh she like takes the the most fucking badass wolf you know like nature's unforgiving and cruel but then also the dog is like I want to be a good boy and I want to oh <laughs> he's the love god I'll do what he says I won't eat the chickens and he kind of ends up sounding like George from uh, Mice and Men but the kind of yeah I feel like there's both in there I, I don't know I guess I wasn't there for this whiny douchebag argument in 1905 or whenever it was that people complained about it. But I think that's why the book got a lot of notoriety at the time. And it was apparently wildly popular. Mm-hmm. Young boys, I mean, there was no internet porn, so they had to watch this crap. <laughs> uh, read this. <laughs> All right, let's do this. But today, who should read it? My vote is nobody. This one? No one. No, yeah. not worth it. But you could tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkeyesbookclub at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at DrunkGuysBC. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at DrunkGuysBookClub. And if you're a really good boy, you could head over to Patreon.com slash DrunkGuysBookClub <laughs> and you could give us some money there to buy us a beer, you know, and support the podcast by uh, earning unbelievable pre- treasures like voting in our monthly book poll, getting shouted out on the show, and... Uh, our special patron-only bonus episodes. Yeah, and then get the regular episodes two weeks early. Hot damn. Who could say no to that? I'd howl at the moon for those kind of things. And if you're just a moderately good boy, you can just head on over to wherever you listen to podcasts and give us five stars as a review. One star for every dog that dies in this book, minus 20 or 40. (laughs) That's a lot. And also, check out the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.